So this weekend, uh, Dobby got sprayed by a skunk, and then the next day oh. rubbed herself on a dead seal. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wondering if that's what being a dad is like. Oh my god! So much like that, metaphorically and literally. I mean, you're kind of there, dude. So yeah, it was like 12:30. We had just played a show and I'm like loading up all the gear and I get a call from Kelly who has a double header. So two wet. She's a wedding photographer. She has a wedding the next day and the day after that. And it's like 1230. She's trying to go to bed and she's like, hey, can you come home like now? Because um, (laughs) Dobby got sprayed by a skunk and I just have her in the garage. And this is kind of a two person job. And so I had our first like I have to cancel social plans to go home for like an emergency with the kid situation. Yeah. Kelly's in the garage with Dobby and she's just like, hey. And I'm like, I got it from here. And then uh, my bandmate, Jacob, who edits this podcast. Hey, Jacob. Jacob Jacob and I are in our garage at 1am in our underwear with latex gloves on scrubbing Dobby with like hydrogen peroxide and baking soda and dish soap and which like your post show plans involved being in your underwear with latex gloves it was just it just took a turn yeah I just didn't know Dobby was gonna be there just (laughs) in your plan the dog wouldn't have been sprayed by a skunk yeah no branches after show party it's gonna be great yeah we're gonna have Latex gloves. We're going to be in our underwear. And New York's hottest club. <laughs> it was basically a, a, St- a Stefan skit. There's yeah, going to be yeah. dish soap. There's going to be bandmates in their underwear. There's going to be a dog in a garage that smells like a skunk. <laughs> San Francisco's hottest club is, um, honey, can you come home now? <laughs> <laughs> Ready for the intro, Derek? (laughs) (laughs) Don't play a song, you stupid idiot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Phone is off. Sing the song. Over here. Hey, dads and non-dads. Welcome to the Hey Dad podcast. This is a podcast where three brothers. Hey. Hey. And one guy who wishes he was our brother. Bum, 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 hey guys, it's my new podcast. Let's do a scratcher. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we got a fast twenty-five here with five dollar signs. We're gonna he oh, really the winning does. number. First off, the winning number is three and nine. Those are the winning numbers, and we're gonna scratch this off. What are we gonna do? Guys, what if this is the episode we where Derek do? wins like fifty thousand dollars? Oh, Can I be honest? There is a chance I might have just won a hundred bucks on this. <laughs> <Really>? Did you? <laughs> Derek, Did all you, of our listeners is, are in so much suspense right now. Killing me. Did you just win a hundred bucks during the intro? I did not. Uh. <laughs> oh. Talk about is, dad stuff. And that is all for my new podcast, Derek Scratcher Minute. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes we talk about non-dad stuff. See, we felt like the way dads were portrayed in pop culture didn't really represent us or our friends very well. So we decided to start this podcast, the Hey Dad Podcast. To talk about what dad life is really like for us. You guys have said something along the lines of being a dad is the most important job I have. And so I thought that we should maybe take that whole thing literally for this episode and do a job performance review for how you're Mm. doing as a dad. And I thought we would start with Kevin. Uh, Kevin, you ready for this? 
Oh yeah, let's go. I've aced every performance review I've ever had. This one's not gonna be any different. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, you're a business guy. Performance reviews sound like a, a thing where you'd shine a whole lot. You probably. What would... are we doing? Are we doing KPIs? What are we doing? OKRs? What are we doing? <laughs> I am uh, officially PRP? in PRP? over my head because I have never done this before. Uh, is this gonna be compliment sandwich? How are we doing this? <laughs> what you're a, doing have, is technically good. I have a series However, of acronyms worked out. Um, okay, so I looked up on the internet how to do this because I've never oh, done this, this before. Is, this is so great. I love I'm, this. I'm just going to follow their outline. Um, okay, so the first thing it says is a couple of months before the actual reviews, you should uh, ask them to begin pulling together a compilation of their annual results. Okay, I didn't do that. Okay, um, <laughs> okay first question, what can we do to improve our manager-employee relationship? Okay, that's <laughs> not good either. <laughs> so far, this performance review is going. Very yeah, how well, would you Tyler. review this performance so far, you're review? It, man. Okay, question one for real, Kev. How would you describe your role as a dad? Ooh, how would I describe my role as a dad? I think my role as a dad is to. Whew, this is scary. This is a big. This is a big thing. I think I need to. Um, set an example of what it means to be a uh, marginally functioning adult. And I think I need to be very consistent. And I think I need to create a vibe or contribute to a vibe in our house mm. that is conducive to my kids being and doing and learning the things that they need to be. And I think that if I'm not wrestling with them at least twice a week, that I'm not doing a good job. Mm. Do you think there's a difference between being a dad and being a parent? Uh, no. Nice. Simple, simple, well, okay. <laughs> simple answer. Next question. I think, I think what I mean by that is that, um, I think there are like a hundred ways to be a good dad. And I think you can be a great dad. Cause I think what that sort of implies is that either there's something about a dad that by definition has to be different than a mom or that requires something different or that requires something traditionally masculine or whatever. And I, I think one of the th issues that I see among so many people that I love, and I know something that I fight myself is there's that lie that like the answer key is out there and there's like a way to do this. And I, that means I'm probably doing it wrong. Mm. And I think there are like so many different ways to be a great dad. And I think in general, if you're like around enough and you're trying hard, you're probably doing a pretty good job. What parts of being a dad do you enjoy the most? I enjoy, um, I enjoy silly play with my kids. I enjoy mornings with my kids. I enjoy snuggling with my kids and like sweetness. I enjoy almost everything Josie does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, this is going to sound cheesy or maybe just, I don't know how it's going to sound. I enjoy reminiscing about my kids 
Like I enjoy getting in bed at night and having my wife like show me 10 photos of things that our kids did today, mm-hmm. even if it was like 20 minutes ago. And even if 20 minutes ago, I couldn't wait for them to go to bed. Then I'm like, oh man, look at them though. And yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy so, I, I enjoy picking my kids up from school. I love that. I love anytime I see my kids after having seen them for like a couple hours, they act like I was dead and now I've been raised from the dead. And that's amazing. That's so cool. Like I'll be putting, sometimes Julian will wake up in the morning and he'll crawl, crawl in bed with me and he'll just say, I missed you. And literally like I was the last adult he saw before he fell asleep. And then he woke up and walked into my room and he was like, I missed you. And I'm Aww. like, you've been awake for 10 minutes since the last time you saw me. And that's just that's being, awesome. being yeah. loved that much by something that's that pure is pretty magical. Yes. So that's so good. I love a lot of things. What, a lot of things. what parts of being a dad do you enjoy the least? Um, I'm going to skip the obvious ones that like everybody would agree with, like kids throwing tantrums and, you know, kids that poop their pants and like, duh, like that stuff sucks. Um, <laughs> let me tell you two parts about being a dad that other dads might actually like that I hate. One, I feel okay about. The second one I feel straight up ashamed of. So the first one that I feel okay about is like, I don't love like sitting around a table and eating with our kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, think you. that they're very good at it. I, and that's our fault. <laughs> they're like, we haven't like taught them how to just like have dinner. And it does seem like there are families that just like, you know, mom gets home or dad gets home or whatever. And then like we sit around the table and we eat and maybe I'm sure that gets easier as they get older. But like, and we don't do it enough. A lot of times it's like, we're eating in the backyard and playing or I'm like, Sometimes I just don't want to fight my kids about food. So I'll literally just decide I'm going to feed you bites. Like what? Not at the table. Like while you're doing whatever you're doing, I'm going to walk over and put a bite in your mouth because that's the <laughs> lowest drama way to get food in you. But literally last night we just tried to have dinner and I was just mad at my kids the whole time. Like Julian is the wiggliest kid I've ever been around. And I am, I was just like that. So I alternate between being annoyed with him and being very empathetic. Josie is three years old and knows how loved she is. And so therefore we'll take advantage of that and just be a straight up troll. And then Gideon eats like a 90 year old woman. Like he eats that, oh, that weighs like 71 pounds. He'll eat a meal over an hour and a half. And I just want to shut. And he talks about, he doesn't like cereal cause it gets soggy. I'm like, yeah, cause it takes you an hour to eat it. So anyway, one thing I think I enjoy less than other dads is that this is the one I actually like feel ashamed of. I think I'm realizing that I don't like teaching my kids anything. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate that about myself. Not even things I love. Even like when I'm like imagining, when I imagine what it was like to be a dad, baseball is a great example. I loved playing baseball growing up. (laughs) I still like, I don't even love teaching my kids how to like hit and I don't know why I don't, I think I'm just, I'm not patient enough to be a teacher. I watch my wife do it and she's so amazing at it. And it makes me have so much respect and love for her and appreciation for her. But like, I don't even want to teach my kids how to read. What's wrong with me? I just want them to know. <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen this with your boys and them playing ping pong. And you're just like, yes, you're just, just over their shoulder. At ping pong. Just you like, suck at ping pong. Why don't you know how to do this yet? Ugh. 
It's so, it's such a flaw. Like it's totally not a thing that I like think is kind of funny and like whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, fully like, like not a problem. you have to figure this, is, this out this because good. it's like, if it's not job one of being a dad, it's like job two. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I wish I didn't hate it, but I don't like teaching him things. <laughs> what are your ideal working conditions? My ideal working conditions are uh, never having to deal with kids that are hungry. <laughs> so anytime I'm engaging with them, their stomachs are full. <laughs> okay. Um, being in an environment where I'm not distracted. And that's hard. For, I think it's hard for everyone. I think that might be especially hard for me as like an ADD uh, dad who works a lot is I find that to be when, when I find, and I don't even really know how it happens. I can't always replicate it. But when I find moments of like fully present, undistracted time with my kids, I'm really happy and I'm really good at it. What accomplishments are you most proud of this year? Uh, I'm really proud of how involved I've been able to be with our kids this year. And I know that's like a big, broad generalization, but although I do work a lot and at least at this point too much, the flexibility that's been afforded to me over the last like 10, 11 months or so job wise has meant that I have been able to be really available for doctor appointments and dentist appointments and drop-offs and pickups. And my wife works and a lot of the hours she works are different than mine. And so I spend a lot of time solo with our kids and I'm able to react to things, I think in ways that a lot of other dads, just because of their job situations, they aren't able to be as involved as I am. And I'm proud of that. And I'm also proud of the example that that's able to set for our kids. And speaking of the example, I'm also proud of how helpful I'm able to be around the house. Also, because a lot of times I'm just, I'm working from home and I'm on the phone for like three or four hours that day. And so, you know what I can do while I'm on a conference call, do the dishes or do laundry or, and the kids like the kids will be raised in an environment where like dad cleans a lot and dad is helpful a lot around the house. Um, I am really proud that my marriage is really strong and that my kids, as much as a seven and a five and a three-year-old can know that, they know that. And when my wife and I are fighting, they're like really thrown off because it's so far from the norm. Mm. And so I think that those like the big building blocks of like being a good dad where it's like, at least in our family where there's my wife and I are co-parents, It's like if she and I are in really good shape and I'm around for enough quantity of time and I'm trying my hardest, I think that gets me like 95% of the way there to being a good dad. And everything else is new things I'm trying or whatever. All of that stuff is just icing on the cake. It's like if my kids grow up and they know like mom and dad love each other, dad was around a lot and dad really cared about me. It's like, that's kind of the whole thing. And so I do feel like there are things I need to get better at, but like the big building blocks of being a good husband and being a good dad, I I feel pretty good about those right now. Hey dad, this is Derek. And uh, 
I, I gotta be honest with you. The worst thing in the world is when you can't find like a good quality t-shirt. Like you need it soft, you need it durable. It can stand a few washings, looks good. Did I mention soft? Anyway, I am happy to say that we here at Hey Dad have actually discovered the world's best plain t-shirts and they come from ugmonk.com. Ugmonk, that's U-G-M-O-N-K.com. And listen, it's not just t-shirts. They make so many great products. Uh, right now I'm wearing a hat uh, from Ugmonk and let me tell you, man, it's like an Ebbetsfield flannel hat. So comfortable. The whole deal with their shirts are they're made in LA, garment dyed, they're pre-shrunk so they don't get all weird. Um, it's kind of hard to describe how really nice they are. You just gotta see them. So I would encourage you, head over to ugmonk.com. That's U-G-M-O-N-K.com. Uh, they got plain t-shirts, shirts of minimalist graphics uh it's just great and last thing i should say is this um we got a code discount code 15 percent off your first purchase with the code hey dad that's right just type in hey dad 15 percent off you're gonna love the stuff they have all right so go buy some t-shirts go buy some hats hey dad 15 percent off ugmonk.com what are i mean you mentioned uh your lack of enthusiasm with teaching. What are some of... That's a, that's a nice way to say yeah, it. Yeah, I'm an optimist. Uh, what are some of those areas for growth and how will you address them moving forward? Oh, man, this is such a job interview, Tyler. Well, I'm trying to see if I want to hire you as my dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a reverse adoption. <laughs> when I first met you guys, I thought that Kevin was your dad, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because I went bald first. Uh, <laughs> I can never get him to teach me anything, though. There's two. Yeah, right. I got you, Ty. Uh, Don't worry. Yeah, that's what Andrew is there for. Um, yeah, there's a few things I need to get better at. Um, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I need to be more deliberate about signing off and just saying the only thing I'm doing right now is being a dad. I think I have realized that a lot of times when I'm the most stressed out or I'm the shortest with the kids or the least involved or the worst version of myself is when, whether it's a small thing or a big thing, the paradigm I have in my head is that the kids interrupted me from something. And maybe they literally interrupted me from like finishing an article on ESPN.com or they interrupted me from like a really important email that I needed to write or anything in between. But it's like when your needs that you are presenting to me as a kid, which are objectively very reasonable and explainable, when those feel like a burden and a hindrance and an interruption to me, my kids get a crappy version of me. And so I think that I need to be better um, at saying like, oh, my number one priority right now is to be with the kids and anything else would be an interruption to that. And that doesn't mean that I can't be interrupted, but it just means this is what I'm doing. And I think then, you know, and I still like, I'll have the kids sometimes alone. I mean, a lot of times alone, but sometimes instead of um, telling myself my goal for tonight is to have like a bunch of fun with the kids and be really involved. I'll be like, yeah, I want the kids to be okay. And I want to get the house clean before Trisha gets home. Because like, or whatever, because that feels like more of an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, Trisha yeah. will get home. It's like, yeah, the kids are asleep. The dishes are done. You can make a list that you can quantify. Whatever. Look what I did. How and I think, you were. I think I could 
be a lot better at being like, what we do tonight? Well, we made a big mess. We had a bunch of fun. The kids are all so happy and exhausted and the house is thrashed and we're going to have to figure that out tomorrow. Yeah. I I could use a little bit more of that personally. Mm. And then the last thing, which is probably the biggest thing actually is, um, I would say kids go through like macro phases and they also go through like micro phases. Like they go through puberty. Like that's a big phase. But then especially when the kids are really young like this, like when they're five years old, it's like, "Ah, he's been kind of a dingus for like a month. Like he's just kind of in a weird, he's just being super emo or he's being super complainy or he's being mean to his siblings or whatever. I would just say like the micro phase that Gideon's been in for the last few months, I have been, if I'm being frank, it's been annoying. And I find myself being annoyed with him. And I think he can feel it. And I need to just, I, I, I think what he needs from me is more patience and a more like genuine desire to hang with him, to do whatever he's doing with him, to pursue him. And he needs to not, he needs permission to like act out in ways that seven-year-olds act out without feeling like dad's always bothered by me. And I've been, I've been feeling that lately. And when I can see it on his face that he's like, is dad bothered by me? That sucks. So I need to work on that. Dang. Thanks for sharing. Can you think of like, can you think of something practical? Like what does it look like for you to be more patient with Gideon? Is there a practicality to it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know about, something that's that quite that direct. I can think of a tactic that I know would improve my relationship with Gideon. And that's that we need to find ways to get more one-on-one time Mm -hmm. because a lot of times it is the way he's interacting with his siblings. That's bothering me. And we just need to get one-on-one. I just need to take him somewhere. We just need to go to Starbucks. We just need to like go to the park with just me and him or whatever. And we've done a little bit of that the last month or so, but I think if I just leaned in and went, you need this more than the other kids do right now. So I'm not going to try to like make it fair and say, if I get a date with you, I'm going to get a date with the other kids too. Mm. But to just go like once a week for the next month, I'm going to take you somewhere for a couple hours and it's just going to be me and you. I think that would be really helpful for our relationship. That's good. That's really good. Any, uh, any feedback on, on that one from you guys? Okay, if not, I just want to. I think it's. I think it's. I, I'm with you too in the um, the pull that we feel to spend like individual time with each of our kids, um, but also not feel like it has to be like this even thing. Mm-hmm. It's so funny for me specifically because like I will spend time with Atley, my oldest, who's six, and then feel like, well, I got to make sure it's spread around, and like Emmy's three and literally does not care. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like literally would be just as happy like going under her bed and scaring people as they walked by. That's like her thing. <laughs> or or scaring people who pretend to be scared, I guess I should say. But it is so ingrained in us that everything must be fair and even and equally balanced that sometimes we just look at the overall thing and go, ah, I can't pull that off. When in reality, we're not supposed to pull off this, you know, equal type thing. It's like socialism as a, as a parenting structure maybe doesn't work, and we think that it does. We think it's <laughs> supposed to work, and we feel immediate guilt for when we can't divvy out time or energy or resources to Completely each child. Fairly. 
Yeah, well, there's no such thing. And there's going to be a come a time where Emmy is going to be keeping score. But also maybe not. Like, she might not ever worry about that kind of stuff. But there, the reality is that there might be a time where that comes up where that might be a thing. But for now, that is not a thing. And I have to lean into that and be okay with it. And not, but, and also be aware that Atlee does pick up on that. So if I'm spending time with Emmy, she does notice that. And is going to want, she has a very, very six-year-old understanding of what's fair and what's not fair and what's justice and what is an injustice and have to be okay with that and, and, and work with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Da- David will pursue me. He'll grab my hand and pull me into the room. If he wants me to hang out with him or see something, he'll, he'll grab my face and turn it. If he needs me to see him or see mm-hmm. something. Um, I, I want to make a more conscious effort to, um, to like to, to initiate and pursue him. Like, He'll just be in his room playing with stuff and by himself. And in that moment, I'll go, oh, great. I've got a moment to do, I don't know, do whatever I want. Check my phone, do some dishes, whatever. But um, I'd like I'd like for David to pick up on like, hey, sometimes when dad just has the choice, uh, he just comes to hang out with me and I don't have to like make it. I don't have to make it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, okay, Kev, shifting gears for the last few questions. Um, I want to ask questions about like kind of looking forward and what you need. Um, the, the questions originally were framed as like your, from your employees, from your teammates, from your manager. Um, so from your employees, your kids, uh, what do you need from your kids in order to succeed in your role? What do I need from my kids? Um, Abject obedience. Yeah, exactly. I think I need them to get along with each other. <laughs> um, I don't know how they, they, I think they get along about as well as siblings can be expected to get along, maybe even a little better, <laughs> but mm-hmm. when they fight with each other, it just bothers me way too much. Mm-hmm. I need them to complain less. I need them to be more grateful for what an amazing life they have. Um, I need them to, I don't know. I I mean, as I'm saying all these things, I'm like, my kids are great. Like, I don't know. They're, they're as great as a seven and a five and a three-year-old you could ever hope that they could be. And so I don't know that I need more from them. I think maybe maybe this is cutting to a different question. Like maybe what I just need is like more time with them when I don't feel rushed. That's just what I need. Mm-hmm. Just more time to like be silly and be present and do dumb stuff mm-hmm. that kids love. That's mm-hmm. probably what I need from them. I know you and Trisha have a really communicative relationship. So this may or may not be stuff you two have already talked about, but for our sake and for the sake of the fake job of, uh, review and I think for our listeners it'd be interesting to hear you elaborate what do you need from Trisha in order to succeed in your role yeah I think the, su- the, the subtext here will be I'm pretty sure everything I'm about to list I actually get from Trisha and that's probably why it comes so easily for me to list um, I need a relationship where she and I are able to either explicitly or implicitly kind of take turns being exhausted and take turns being the primary and secondary parent in any particular situation. Mm -hmm. 
and I need, um, I need understanding of the different hats that I wear and that I'm doing my best to juggle all those things. I need trust in my ability to make good decisions and I'm happy to keep earning that trust every time, but I, I need to feel that. Um, I need her to make up for so many of my weaknesses and shortcomings, which she does super well. Um, I need her to be aware of my sleep and that in general, she functions a little bit better on low sleep than I do. Not, I think both of us need to sleep. We know we're human beings. We all need to sleep, but I need, I need it to be okay. When I do say like, I ha I I can't get up tonight or whatever. Um, I need that to be okay. And it is. And more than all of that, this is, this is going to sound the pettiest thing you can imagine, but I, I think I might mean this. I need her to think I'm funny. <laughs> I think you're, like I think maybe, you're preaching to the choir here, my dude. <laughs> like maybe deeper than all of those things is like, there's nothing better than making her laugh. And not just because I need, have a need to make people laugh, but because I think there's something so intimate about humor and knowing what's going to make a specific person laugh and then like nailing it that I, and I just need to have a vibe of playfulness and joy in my house. And so that's why, you know, I mentioned earlier why I, th I that I think our marriage is so strong. It's like, she's just so good at meeting all of those needs. And obviously she's not perfect and I'm not perfect and whatever, but all in all, she, she checks all those boxes. So lastly, bigger picture, just straight up, Kev, what do you need? However you want to answer that. What do you need right now that you're not getting or that you don't have in this season? What do you need to be a good dad? Like, but just for you, what do you need? I need, um, I need about 20% less busyness in my life right now. I have, I'm a, I'm way too busy. Um, and I'm working on some stuff to make that happen, but I feel like I've been talking about that for a while. I need to find more time to exercise because that's really important for my mental and emotional health. And I feel like, especially for the last month or six weeks or so, I hurt my ankle a while back. And so that's just kind of slowed me down. But I need to find time and space to do that. Uh, I need meaningful moments with my kids where I feel good at being a dad and I know they feel like I'm a good dad. And those moments I can hold on to that, that feeling of like, this is fun and I'm good at this. Um, I've had some of those, but like we're going on vacation in a couple of weeks and I'm really looking forward to just that of like, we had that episode early on where we talked about vacation dad and I'm really excited to be vacation dad. Yeah. And I mean, duh, but like, I just need sleep when I get enough sleep. I'm usually pretty okay. And when I'm not, a lot of things feel overwhelming and like anxiety starts to build. And, you know, this has been a thing, at least the last couple of years that I've that feels relatively new for me. Is like I have like weariness induced anxiety where it'll just like, it'll be an undefined 
anxiety that'll hit me at like 10 o'clock at night, uh, two or three nights in a row without sleeping good enough. And I just know that until I fall asleep, I'm not going to feel good. There's nothing I can do. And everything's going to feel overwhelming. And we can't talk about anything important because I'm not in a good place. And then I'll sleep for eight hours and I'll wake up and be like, hey, I'm fine. So I think that's every parent, you know, need, feels like they need more sleep. But I mean, if you're asking me what I need. But. Yeah, that's all I got right now. Yeah. Well, we can't offer you more sleep, but we can offer you a comprehensive dental and uh, <laughs> medical package that I think you'll find. <laughs> yeah, talk to me. Talk to me about four hundred one k matching. Where are we at on that? We can we well, can we can match it. It's <laughs> we have a, a matched pair. Oh, hey, this is we have eight hundred and two k. Hey guys, real quick. This is Derek over in payroll. I've spent some time looking at the budget, <laughs> and I don't think we can hire Kevin. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. This is not. Wow, that was a colossal waste way, of time. The way we, the way we do you this, but Kevin, we'd right love now? to. No, I just want to. I didn't even. I already have a job. Oh. I didn't even want to. I thought we were just. Was this a job interview? I was. <laughs> oh, you're breaking up with. Uh, oh, you're break. Okay. You're not. Just to be clear. You're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you. I got a guy. Yeah. This is like I know we we sort of conceived this little gimmick as like a you know a joke, and. Obviously, this isn't actually a performance review, but nah, it definitely was a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But this has been helpful for me because I don't want to just like kind of react to things as they come. And it's pretty easy in the busyness and just chaos of being a dad to just kind of go with it and not not be intentional and not like take a step back and go, wait, how am I doing? And like, what am I doing well? And what am I not doing well? And even just like a lot of the stuff I even said tonight, I didn't necessarily, I hadn't really like had those thoughts yet until like you forced me to answer the question. And so I don't know, as it, like, I know it was like a, a, a bit, but like it feels important. It feels like the type of thing that I'm going to want to do more often that I might even want to do in my marriage. Like, like, am I doing well in this? And, and how can I be really intentional about the things that I'm not doing well? And how can I also like take time to celebrate the things that I'm, that I'm, that are going well, but I don't know that like one-on-one -on -one time thing with Gideon, like I didn't have that plan until we started talking and it, and now I'm like, I need to do that. Mm. And I bet you it'll be really good. And it just makes me wonder I don't know if it, it feels important and it feels helpful. And, and as someone who just went through this like dumb exercise on a podcast, like I would just say, take, take the time to like back up and think about this thing you're doing is in being a dad, being a parent is more important than almost everything else. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have a job performance review. And if you're like, I have a hobby, you're playing golf, you're like, I wonder my handicap isn't getting any lower. Whatever th other things you do, you, I'm guessing if it's important to you, you're probably intentional about evaluating the trend line that you're on. Am I getting better at this? Am I getting worse at this? And where do I stand relative to the mean on this thing? And it kind of feels dumb to me that seven years into being a dad is the first time that I ever did this this intentionally, but I don't want it to be the last time. I think it matters. Hey, you uh, you guys know me. You guys know I like games, right? Yep. 
You guys know how I feel. Derek, do you do this? You guys know me. You know I like games on purpose as the intro every time. Yeah. Got it. Okay, okay go ahead. Cool, cool, you guys know I like games. You guys know I enjoy a good game. You guys know I enjoy a good game of chance. You guys also know I enjoy the website BuzzFeed and its and its headlines. And so, guys, it's it's been a long time, but we're back with it. We're back, baby. With a round of BuzzFeed parent section headlines. <laughs> That's what it is. All right. So in case you are unfamiliar with the rules or you forgot, I am going to give you four BuzzFeed headlines from the parenting section of BuzzFeed. They are all insane. Three of them are real. One I made up. You must guess which one I made up. Are you guys ready? Ready. Ready. All right. We want to celebrate the post-pregnancy bodies of all C-section mamas. <laughs> nice. Okay. Same. Wow. Wow. We've seen hell, and we have the receipts. <laughs> what? Next up. Cal- I want to go back to the first one real quick. Yeah. Eric. Yeah. Good. Uh, it feels like the tone of voice that you read that one in is very important. Yes. It's, it's that's it's a, like I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm just it's playing empowering, this game. or it's the it's the creepiest thing you can say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next one. California teens and parents test their vape knowledge. Okay, very good. Very good. And yeah. last. Jessica Simpson welcomes back ankles in emotional Instagram post. Ankles? Uh, no. Didn't we already do a Jessica Simpson ankles <laughs> yeah. related one? No, I, I don't, think, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, we did one so, about you hating Ashley Simpson. Oh, there oh we go. that's what Strong was. feelings about her. Uh, so, folks, which one is the fake <sighs> one? Is it we want to celebrate the post-pregnancy bodies of all C-section mamas? We've seen hell, and we have the receipts. California teens and parents test their vape knowledge, or Jessica Simpson welcomes back ankles in emotional Instagram post. Okay, here's my take. The C-section one feels so real. So, real. so if you got us, you got us. B, we've seen hell, and we've we have the receipts is like so weird and succinct. Super clickbaity. I don't think that's Derek. So I think we're left to C and D. The Jessica Simpson ankles one makes me think I, that's the one I'm leaning towards, but I could, I could be talked into C or D. And I also think we should vote together and yeah, pick one together. I think Jessica Simpson is the fake one. I'm not sure how that would be an emotional Instagram post. Uh, I feel like that's where you showed you, your hand there, Derek. Have you been on the internet? <laughs> I, See, I, I actually, we covered this last time, Tyler. I live under a rock. I, I'm not connected to cool things. I have not been connected to cool things for a long time. Weirdly enough, Jessica Simpson is the one I'm like second most confident is real. Really? Yeah, I feel pretty strongly that that's a real one. All so right. you want to go so, see? How do you feel yeah, about C? C is uh, the vape one. Vape knowledge. Yeah. You're All saying right. uh, you're saying you think I made up California teens and parents test their vape knowledge. I'm stick- I buy that. I'm sticking with Jessica Simpson ankles. Okay. We have, oh, we have, okay. We have, a we, have a split, we have a split vote. I'm going to go with Tyler. I, I'm, I'm with We're Tyler. Well, guys. All right, Andy, if you're wrong, you have to take your pants off. Mm. Okay. What if they're already off? <laughs> Touche. Put it back on. Uh, guys, the fake BuzzFeed headline is... 
We've seen hell and we have oh, the receipts. Wow, he really no, mixed up. Got me. You mixed up totally the form. Well done. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. That's a new level for you right there. Oh, what thank you for saying you, that, man. I appreciate it. Derek, what were you picturing? Um, you know, like if, um, I, if I if I clicked on this clickbait, then oh what, yeah, that what, should what, be the new thing. We should make Derek write the article. Like, what, was yeah, I, what, was, what was I about to read? Or what to was me, I about to, to see? me, it's just a listicle, and it's just fifteen pictures of like fire. And that's what you clicked on, and you're like, oh, like I guess this is, I guess this is hell. The receipts part, I'm not quite clear on. Maybe it's mm -hmm. a text message. I don't know. Dude, I mm -hmm. knew the Jessica Simpson one was real. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, it was a big thing when she was pregnant. She had I, I hate using this term, but she used this as a case. She had cankles. Nice. And then she did a. It actually, it was a very charming, very charming Instagram post I read about how she had her ankles back, and it was actually kind of funny. It was like, oh yeah, Jessica Simpson, you're America's sweetheart for like ten minutes. I remember you. You're cool. Remember Chicken of the Sea. Chicken of the Sea. All right. Next up, question number two. Which one of these is fake? Mario Lopez has dad bod now, and you guys, it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Men may soon be able to produce milk to chest feed their babies with the developments of this product. Wow. 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 Shoot, man. Parents with more than one kid under three will love these 27 things from Walmart. <laughs> and parents are beating their toddler stuffed animals to coerce kids to eat. <laughs> but one dad, but one dad has had enough. <laughs> oh. Oh, that one's man. real. We need to get that guy on the podcast. So yeah, you guys have sure. you guys have three choices. Mar I think that one's real. Mar Gosh. I think D's yeah. real. Right. I, I think, can't wait to meet him I think, and hear about how he took a stand. I think uh, I think take a stand, Dad and Mario Lopez are real. Okay. The second and third one. Uh, second was chest feeding, and and C was uh, uh, items at Walmart. Parents of more than one kid under three will love these 27 things from Walmart. Yeah. I'm going to say Walmart's fake. That's it, feels, okay. it feels too specific. Yeah. I think we're unified. Yeah. All right. The fake headline that I made up, not a real article. Mario Lopez has <laughs> dad bod now. Wow. And you guys, it's everything. Wow. Guys, the parents are beating their toddler stuffed animals <laughs> to coerce kids to eat. That that clause of the sentence by itself is simultaneously hilarious and frightening because it is a thing where parents take their kids to the animals and pretend to pretend to <laughs> choke them. Okay, no. so that it's, it's so the kid takes a bite. So that's one thing. So they do the prisoner's dilemma with their kids. Uh, yeah. So one dad was like, nah, that's messed up. That's messed up. I'm gonna turn it around. See, look at your stuffed animals eating the food as well. There you so, go. So you should eat the food. And he not only posted a video of this, he posted a long, laborious caption. And I am loath to use the term virtue signaling, but folks, <laughs> this is virtue signaling. Like it is a light. This man is a lighthouse. It is literally like, I don't think it's right. And I, listen, I agree with him, but he's like, why not try this instead? 
show you know i'm like dude get out of here and plus my memory tells me he had dreadlocks white man with dreadlocks get out of here oh so you're probably gonna play his music on the next intro <laughs> how dare the thing you how dare that, you the thing that is so weird to me about this is that there's enough people doing this that there's someone who's gonna take a stand against it and i've never heard of it but then secondly yeah. that the thing parents are doing is so obviously crazy that someone that, like the fact that he even gets like internet points for being like a good dude. It's like, he's like, hey guys, don't murder your pets. Last BuzzFeed headlines. Here we go. You guys ready? Ready. Wait, so are we, are we, we have, none of us you have, have, you have, them, right? you have, you have, you are not two. doing well in this game, you guys. And, and I personally feel like I've got a new lease on life because last time <laughs> we did this game, you guys guessed the real one right away. Mm -hmm. And that's why I did peyote before writing these headlines. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This visually pleasing dessert test will reveal when you'll have your first kid. Oh. <laughs> wow. I hate the internet. <laughs> Parents are talking behind this mom's back who always charges for her kids' birthday parties. Oh, that's great. Wow. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on there. I'm taking some pro tips from that. Meghan Markle's baby is out here living its best life. <laughs> Does she have a baby? Mm-hmm. Where have you where the hell have you been? This is <laughs> she, remember the royal family. Yeah, aren't you married to Kelly? She's not my yeah. princess. How do you not Hashtag know? Not this? My princess, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and last I've been, a, I've been a Kate Stan from day one. <laughs> okay. Kate Stan. And, and last. Empty nester photo shoots are becoming more common, and you know what? Parents have earned them. Oh, wow. This is a good okay. round. So I, I'm going to yeah. go Meghan Markle. You're going to go Meghan Markle. Fake. Go ahead, deliberate. What else do you guys, what, what do you guys think? Can Can you say that? Say them again in like a half sentence? Okay, mom who charges no, birthday I parties. No, this is art, you guys. I can't Meghan do it in Shut up. <laughs> This visually pleasing dessert test go. will reveal when you have your first kid. Parents are talking behind this mom's back who always charges for her kid's birthday parties. Meghan Markle's baby is out here living its best life. And empty nester photo shoots are becoming more common. And you know what? Parents have earned them. Go on. Oh, man. Go on. These are good. These are all very good. These are very good. I Guys, I, I'm, I'm, this podcast is nothing more than a ruse for me to get a job writing headlines for BuzzFeed. I, I see some of I see some of the bruisers they got out here writing for them now. There's one guy just reviews CBD gummies all day long. <laughs> and that's all he is. He's like, yeah, give it to Louise. He's a CBD gummy guy. He's a straight up idiot. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm out here spinning gold I'm like Rumpelstiltskin over here. <laughs> Did Rumpelstiltskin spill spill gold? He spun so much gold. So much Tyler. gold. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah megan markle is uh that one's the most i feel like on the nose so it's either the most obvious or hidden in plain sight yeah so i'm done i'm done to well, go for that one here's what it goes down to tyler do you think that it's possible that that baby could be living its best life or could it be out here living its best life? Hey, Andy, I think you should also vote Meghan Markle so we can swing for the fences with the last one. Yeah, because I, I, I want I, I want to feel like we've earned it or, oh, okay, or I want okay. Derek to skunk us. One of the two. Yeah, same. Okay. Andy, you uh, down with that? 
Oh, no. Okay, well, okay. Because I love this. I love this. I want the visually pleasing pregnancy desserts. This visually pleasing dessert test will reveal when you'll have your first kid. I'll take visually pleasing pregnancy desserts for 400, Alex. I'll swing over to that if you want to, Kev. For my daily double? Thank you. Sure. Let's go. All for one. One for all. All you guys want. Okay, I want Meghan Markle then. Stupid Andy. Stupid contrarian old And the. Made up headline is Meghan Markle's baby is out here living his best life. I won, you guys lost. <laughs> Dude, Andy straight up Addy, Andy bamboozled you guys out of that. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of the Hit Ed Podcast. But before we go, Derek, what you got? Man, guys, next week is going to be so fun. Uh, my stupid, nerdy nephew, Gary, is going to be over to talk about Hamilton or some crap. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, see you next week. Did you guys I'm are Kevin. the founding fathers wrapped. I don't know. Whatever. I'm Tyler. I'm Andy. I'm Derek. Love you. Bye. I'm not throwing away my shot. Bye. Is that is a it, Hamilton uh, reference? Uh, Hey guys, we're in the room where this episode happened. Kevin, that's my joke.